0: Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Kusky, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nick, it is epic to be here. How are you, Bud? I am doing phenomenal. How are you doing?
1: You sound phenomenal. I'm doing great. It's <laughs> okay. uh, it's great to get back on the horse, and I'm having fun with these shows. I really am. They they are. Uh, it's it's just becoming something I really look forward to doing. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So Martin, what is your <laughs> GTR for today?
1: Thanks for uh, reminding me. So, I had a try not to spend too much time with it, but uh, I took my youngest daughter down into Mexico, just on the other side of the Otay Mesa border. My brother in law is kind of leading the charge. He's, he's an entrepreneur here in San Diego, and there's an organization called BAM or Build a Miracle. And for about $10,000, they build a house with plumbing and electrical. And it's a stark contrast to what these families, you know, because the first thing they do, they give us a little tour and they show us what they were living in Mm. and really where the money goes. And so I took my daughter down with probably a hundred other volunteers and we laid the foundation, the cement, we made the cement, we poured the cement. It was a good time. And it was just, it was incredibly rewarding, but I thought how great it was for my daughter to see kind of, you know, what it can be like out in the quote unquote real world. So it was very, very enlightening.
0: Well, and that's, yeah, it's yeah. such a great experience, you know, and especially to, at a younger age to get the chance to give back like that. That's, I think, something that uh, more people, more young people need to have in their life.
1: Well, it's just a it's a heavy dose of reality. And, you know, I know. Us, me and you and then the people listening every once in a while, we think we have a a hard day and I'm not discounting that fact, but, um, I can tell you, I saw smaller than the room I'm in, which doesn't tell you much. I saw a family of five lived in it and they had no electrical, no plumbing. Mm. It was, it was pretty heavy. So, um, yeah, that was my GTR. What do you got?
0: Um, I guess for me, I'm, I was just thankful, uh, about to, and kind of reminded about the importance of having good mentors and coaches. Uh, I actually was out in oh. uh, Las Vegas uh, to meet with a mentor of mine and the coach, and we spent five hours, a little more than that, actually, uh, just kind of working on the business and kind of them helping me get to that next level.
1: That's terrific, and of course, I mean we we always kind of hang a big brother's link off the podcast, off the show. I spent this morning in a board meeting with big brothers and, uh, you know, that's near and dear to my heart. I'm for the entrepreneur group here in San Diego. I'm what's considered the mentor chair. So I will match up a local entrepreneur in our group with somebody out of an organization called WPO. These are guys who've just absolutely crushed it, you know, tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're retired and they're looking to mentor and give back. So I match these people up. It's a lot of fun. Oh, that's really cool. Good one, Nick. Yeah. So So where do we go from here? You want you want the topic? Yeah, let's dive on in. So this is kind of a cliff notes version of the seven habits as it's mashed up or meets up I should say with the habit factor and it kind of struck home yesterday I was having lunch with a very successful personal development and business coach and he brought up the podcast and I said I was going to be talking about this and we both laughed because he said you know actually I should back up for for the first five minutes we were talking about how great the book is and then Hmm. He confessed he couldn't tell me, you know, what the seven habits were. And I thought, wow, because it's such a brilliant book, it would be fun to kind of walk through a Cliff Notes version, if you will, of the seven habits, and then also talk about compare and contrast really where the habit factor differs. How's that sound?
0: That sounds great. And yeah, I know I could use a little refresher on all seven. Really? Yeah, I think uh, man, I, I probably remember. My- <laughs> yeah, I probably remember most of them, but I don't know if I could do them all.
1: All right. Well, before we get into that, um, <clears throat> you know, the seven habits, I'm going to say it again absolutely brilliant. I'm a huge fan. I was crushed when I heard Dr. Stephen Covey ended up passing away after his bicycle accident. I really hope someday I'd get to, to meet the man. Um, I just love the program and the, the ideas behind it. Now, having said all that, I want to take a few minutes and just talk about where the habit factor differs so we can get that out of the way on the front end, and then we'll dive into the seven habits. Okay, perfect. Does that work, or do you want me to do it the reverse order, or do you care?
0: Um, no, if you think that's best, let's dive into maybe some of the differences. Uh, th- and Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. So let's start with the title. So the seven habits of highly effective people. The first big difference is – and this is with all due respect, I'm probably going to say this every time, is it's not about seven habits. It's not about a hundred habits. I think we've said this before on the show, but not directly comparing. It's about habit, this kind of supernatural force. So, And by the way, that's not me, Nick, saying that, even though that is me saying that, right? It's the man himself, Dr. Stephen Covey, You know what the book he wrote that came out after The Seven Habits was?
0: The Eighth Habit? Yeah. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding.
1: Yes. (laughs) So, and, you know, I mean, who knows? If he lived longer, maybe there's the Ninth Habit and there's the Tenth Habit. The Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. is, it's ultimately not about a set number, even though, I can't say it enough. They're absolutely brilliant. It's about understanding habit, which brings us to point number two. The habit factor really dives into this idea that habit is really this derivative or trait of energy. So you see patterns everywhere. And we've talked in the past about Napoleon Hill quote unquote, discovering the law of cosmic habit force. Does that ring a bell?
0: Yes, it does. I don't remember what episode, but we'll include it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, no, I think it was first or second, but, but do you remember what the law of cosmic habit is Um, by chance?
0: (laughs) Maybe not exactly, (laughs) but it's basically, wasn't that the energy is never create or never like essentially that energy just kind of moves around. Is that correct?
1: Uh, n- no, but that's fine. It's a good, it's an absolutely good guess. It's, it's this idea that, so what happened was, and this is going to refresh your memory. He writes this book, Napoleon Hill, um, think and grow rich, 16 mm-hmm. principles and runs around the country and it it sells millions of copies, and then after a while, he starts getting these letters, and people are pissed, and they're like, I'm not rich. What's going on? And he, for 20 years, he was confounded, and he finally realized the missing link, and that's what the law of cosmic habit force is. The fact is he realized that the, it, the people it wasn't working for, they weren't creating habits out of these principles. Mm-hmm. Does that ring a bell? Yes, it does. Perfect. So, the reason I say that's important as it relates to the seven habits is I think that's a great context in some form or fashion that would have been fantastic if it was in the seven habits. Just from the standpoint that, you know, the reason you and I can get on a call at a set time and a set day is because of what Napoleon Hill was talking about, that energy assumes the universe assumes these patterns and rhythms. So we have a clock, we have a calendar, and we know what the planet's going to be doing as they move. And then that translates to our personal energy. And that's why we have habits. Hmm. So understanding that is very important what habit is, is really missing from the seven habits. I don't need to belabor the point, but the fact is how to even develop a habit isn't in there. The fact that habit sits in the subconscious part of the brain and that's very significant because that's, you know, the lizard brain and that's what's really rapid fire, if you will, versus the neocortex, which is slow and plods along. Mm -hmm. So, We have the ability to craft habits and move to the fast part of our brain. The fact that you can align habits to achieve goals is never talked about in the seven habits. And again, I have the utmost respect. You're going to see when we go through it, I'm I'm not here to bash it. What I'm doing is validating why I was so compelled, if anything, to write the habit factor.
0: Mm. I think
1: they complement each other nicely. That's all. So subconscious mind, habit alignment, smart, you know, goal achievement. I think those are very important points that, again, are in the habit factor, not in seven habits. Now, before we get into the seven habits, is there anything you have in terms of questions, comments, etc.?
0: No, I think that lays it out uh, very okay. nicely. Uh, just, yeah, I think we can now understand that yours is basically just – more of the almost how to do it kind of thing, not necessarily what to do, but actually start taking action. And so, yeah, like you said, I think they're a great complement to each other.
1: That's a good way to frame it. It, It's almost like it bookends the seven habits. So, So on the front end, it talks about what habit is, and then you got the seven habits. And then on the back end, it says how you can craft them whether it's using the app or template, things again that don't exist, and then, and then how you align them to achieve your goal. And then the seven habits is just so fundamental
0: mm-hmm.
1: and foundational for a, a truly effective life. Notice he didn't say it was the seven habits of successful people. Did you ever catch that?
0: Yes, yeah, I noticed that. It's all about being effective, actually moving things along.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so he in success has all these weird kind of connotations. Yeah. So he was very deliberate to use the word effective. So let's dive into the 7 habits then as I know we're trying to keep this moving too. So what is Nick, <laughs> to put you on the spot, the first <laughs> of the 7 habits?
0: I bel- I think the first one is begin with the end in mind.
1: Close. <sighs> Very close, bud be proactive
0: oh, okay yes. and and
1: by the way, no, by the way, I will just say that we'll see how that they can they can almost flip you could you could have a fair discussion or argument about why one goes in front of the other or vice versa, so yeah, be proactive, and what does that mean that means. Well, you tell me what does that mean, Nick?
0: That just basically means that you have to actually go out there and actively take action essentially. you have to go out there and look to make things better to look to actually engage to be yeah to be active
1: excellent yeah it it essentially says you are in control mm-hmm. It says you are the programmer, it says you are in control, which by the way is tied to happiness. And I've said that before, but the fact is when you have, feel like you have a sense of control, and this is why goal setting is so important, et cetera. So being proactive could be as simple as setting a goal, setting a task list, right? Identifying what what you ought to be doing, where you want to go, what the And that leads us to, of course, habit number two, you just nailed, begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's easy, and I totally agree with you, to have them Mm flip-flopped, right? So habit number two, habit number one, be proactive. Habit number two, begin with the end in mind.
0: Yeah, and, and just dive into that one a little bit here. What does that actually mean, begin with the end in mind?
1: So that means you... Now that you're, you're proactive and you're taking control, it says, what do you want the program to look like? If I'm the programmer, what, what am I going to program? What is it going to look like? What's it going to do? What's my life going to look like? So I've always said kind of the definition of success is creating your ideal future Does that change over time? Absolutely. The ideal future for me at 20 is very different at 40, and it's going to be at 60, right? Mm -hmm. So you are the programmer, which is be proactive. And then number two, begin with the end in mind. What is the ideal look like? One year, three year, five years.
0: Nice.
1: Anything to add to that?
0: No, not at all.
1: (laughs) Okay. So let's move to number three. Awesome. So, well, what what do you got for number three? Do you know it? Or I have don't, you and I definitely don't. I definitely, don't, I definitely oh.
0: don't remember the order at all. So, and I actually don't okay. have it up. I should pull it up probably. That'd probably smart No, thing no, to do. don't
1: do it. No, <laughs> don't don't cheat. So it's put first things first. Yes, which is in many ways one of the definitions of effectiveness. You know, Brian Tracy has this epic quote, or he calls it the law of forced efficiency. Right. Which is there's never enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do the most important things.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: That just means to put first things first is to really once you once you've committed to being a programmer and I've identified what the program looks like. What, what code are you starting with? You know, what, where do you begin? What are the most important bricks or blocks to put up? So I just love the law of forced efficiency. There's never enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do the most important things because time is everybody's great excuse, right? I don't have the time. Do you have the time, Nick? I don't, I never have enough time yeah. oh, ever right so so what I know is you you make the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: when something's important, and that's what putting first things first does, and so there's your top three, any comments, questions about those
0: well, and was this where he always used to do the illustration of the big rocks, or was uh, that something else he did yeah?
1: I think, that was I think that's something else, but okay. I know where you're going with. Yeah. yeah, I know about, what you Putting to. the
0: big rocks in the jar before putting in the pebbles, before putting in the sand and everything. Yes.
1: Right. Absolutely. And everything else in the water and it's all just moves around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the big rocks are what? You know, relationships. Yes. For instance. Um, so those are the top three. And what I want to share with you, and by the way, you know, The Seven Habits is it's a big book. It's an in-depth book. It has so many great ideas. So again, this is the, the super hyper cliff notes we're just running through to spark some creativity or imagination or maybe get somebody to try something different. So what I want to say about the top three is he associates those with what he calls the personal victory. If you notice those are all about me or they're all about you they're all about the individual. Be proactive, begin with the end in the begin with the end in mind and put first things first. That's all about kind of me. That's the personal victory. Once you and I are able to kind of have our own house in order, we can then move to 4, 5 and 6 habits 4, 5 and 6. So let's try and do that unless you want to comment on those top 3 or the last statement.
0: Um I the one thing I noticed, is it do you think that it's important to have those first 3 habits there before moving on to the next ones? Like like is was the order intentional basically?
1: Absolutely intentional. And yes, it's it's critical because the next three habits, and I know there are four, but the next three deal with something called interdependence. Do you remember his maturity continuum?
0: Kind of vaguely, All right. yes.
1: So let's talk about when you're born, where on the maturity continuum are you?
0: Way on the low end.
1: Correct. You're what's called dependent. Mm-hmm. You're dependent. Somebody needs to feed you, clean you, bathe, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Right. Right. That's dependent. When you are 18, 16, 20, you become, and this is the big fallacy, really, you become independent. So we're going up the maturity continuum. This is where. You turn 15 and you have all the answers in the world. Yeah. Everybody's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know everything. I remember my dad handing me a flyer at 15 saying, quick, run away now while you still know everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, so, I bet you're looking forward to that. So, what, do you got a couple more years?
1: Yeah. So, well, my daughter, she already knows everything. At The older one's 14. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's classic. In fact, the 12-year-old knows everything too. <laughs> so So we go from dependent to independent, but really where are the wars won, the bridges built, the championships won? That's the highest level of maturity and it's called interdependent. Bingo. Ding ding ding. Mm-hmm. Yep, interdependence. So your question was brilliant and it's, it's, do you need the first three before you move to the, the second group of three, four, five, and six? And the answer is absolutely. You can't be a great teammate. till so you kind of have your house in order. So let's dive in. Cause I know we're already getting a little long. Number four, do you know it or should I bust it out?
0: Um, I think I know the rest of them. I just don't know the order. So you can go ahead. Okay. No, that's fine. I'll stop asking.
1: <laughs> I just, it's so fun. So think, win, win. Okay. So when you engage, when you go to build the bridge, when you're figuring out something in the office, or you're even dealing with a vendor or supplier, the old kind of mindset was, I win, you lose, right? I cut the best deal for me and you you get screwed. Well, Covey was a huge proponent of what he called kind of big, big pie mentality which is i can win nick and you can win we can both win we just need to and this brings us to habit number 5 seek first to seek first to listen then to be understood i think i'm getting that backward yeah, isn't it seek see- first to it's sorry seek first to understand mm-hmm. then to be understood Seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that's how you get that win win. In other words, you listen, you really understand where they're coming from before you dive into where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Got that, it? And yes, and that makes so much sense because without really understanding where they're coming from, like you can't even, you don't even know how to place your needs into the situation at all.
1: Correct. And, and so, and this was number five was huge for me. It still is. It's this idea that we have two, <laughs> we have two ears and one mouth and we should be listening twice as much as we're talking. <laughs> and, you know, I think it was Larry King said, I've never learned anything when I was talking. Mm-hmm. So this idea of seeking first to understand is just, just, Forget your position, understand their position. And that's how you can get to this win-win and big pie mentality. Ultimately, Covey says, look, if if it's not win-win, ultimately it's lose-lose. Mm. So I just, those two, I just blended them because really they work together. And so, in fact, so does six, which is synergize. And synergize is extra special because, What does synergize say or mean to you? Um,
0: I always get the picture of the one plus one equals three.
1: Yeah. One plus one equals three or more. Right. He would often say, you know, it's, it's just, it's not compromise. People think, oh, okay. So I listen to him. He listens to me. He, I give him this. And then I get this, and it's a compromise. No, synergize is like he would explain. You go out of your way to seek others' input, advice, opinions. You go out of your way to get that information because you need that information. And then when you combine their feedback with your feedback, you get this third alternative that just blows everybody's minds that Mm. that you couldn't have had without – Seeking first to understand and then to be understood. So you can see how all those fit together, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then that becomes what he calls the public victory.
0: Hmm.
1: So you have the personal and then the public, and then you know what seven is.
0: Yeah, this is my favorite one, actually. So it's (laughs) sharpen the saw.
1: Attaboy. Yep. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what does that mean to you?
0: Um, that's about spending time uh, really on your personal development, learning new skills, taking the time to recharge when you need to. But it's really making sure that you are at the top of your game.
1: Bingo. And, and yeah, even even like you said, relaxing, recharging, working out, mm-hmm. you can just go down the list. It's, it's making time to exercise. Yeah in doing those things that are important in the long term, but not necessarily pressing in the short term. You know, he shares this great example about reading to your kids. And he says, you know, what, who, who cares? Right. It's like, it's, it's not something i have to do today it's not it doesn't seem like it's going to make any any impact but but it's exactly the opposite the long term impact to the kid and then maybe the kid's kid uh is you can't even quantify that mm-hmm. and yet we get so busy we forget about things that Aren't necessarily pressing, but they're super important. So, I yeah, I mean that's just a slight tangent from from sharpen the saw, but it's this idea that only slightly because you're taking time to do what's important, um, and you have to realize that you sacrifice some of your uh, personal productivity during the day, but really long-term you win.
0: Right. Yeah. And one that even goes to, what is it? The old tale about Abraham Lincoln, I think it is, uh, that if he had six hours to knock down a tree, he'd spend four of them sharpening his ax. It's about (laughs) making that easier to do.
1: It is. And that goes into certainly strategy and planning as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, But, but all good stuff, man. So I, I just had fun. That was, that was great. We ran through the seven habits. We talked a bit about the habit factor. I know we're short on time. Um, anything you want to cover, change, add, subtract?
0: No, I think we, I think we did a great job. Is there any like final piece of information from you, the best way to maybe go out there and actually start applying the seven habits or any last little bit of wisdom?
1: The last little bit of wisdom, and, and it just occurred to me as you said this, really, I mean, like, struck me like a lightning bolt. One of the better entrepreneurs I know um, is using the Habit Factor app. I can't believe it just occurred to me. Uh he is using the Habit Factor app to track his seven habits. So, so whether he's been productive or he's putting the end in mind and, and, um, he's still doing, he's been doing it for months. So I should circle back and find out how that's going. But I, I would say, start with just Google it, buy the book or buy the book and then study it if you haven't. I hope this was just a bit of a jump start. The seven habits is truly fantastic and it will change your life. So, thanks, Nick.
0: And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals Podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to, because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday, and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com/slash/iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We also really encourage you if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that's helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success.